and worship with you. Thank you, Pastor, and, and uh, all of you that have made it possible for us to come here, and, and Jonathan for putting the weekend together for us, and uh, uh, we have thoroughly enjoyed ourselves here, and uh, we like Indiana people, we've decided, and uh, they've been good to us this weekend, and we've, we've certainly appreciated getting to make new friends, and uh, we love to worship with new people, and, uh, and then come back and hopefully worship together again with friends next time around, and, and uh, so we thank you uh, for allowing us to be here. Um, the group Persuaded has been singing about seven years, and uh, pretty much every time we go somewhere for the first time, uh, somebody asks if the two of us are brothers. And uh, we have been asked twice this weekend if we are twin brothers. <laughs> and I take great offense to that because I consider myself a lot better looking than he is. And uh, we are not brothers, we're certainly not twin brothers, but we are cousins. Our mothers are sisters. And uh, they were born and raised in a little town called Carbon Hill, Ohio, a little coal town in southern Ohio, about 40 minutes from the Ohio River and part, close to Park River, West Virginia. And uh, we live in, in the Hocking Hills, if anybody knows where that is, Logan, Ohio. Anybody know where the Hocking Hills are? All right, a few of you. The rest of you need to get out of the flatlands and come to the hills. And, uh, but uh, we, we love it there. Uh, our, a lot of our family, they were born and raised there. And uh, Bob has, um, we both have wonderful wives, and uh, we each chapter one. I like to specify that. But uh, we, uh, and, uh, we, we each have uh, beautiful families, and we're so proud of them. And God has blessed us. Rob has four children. His oldest uh, just turned 13. His youngest just turned five. His wife homeschools all their children, and uh, we're uh, blessed to have them in the family. We are cousins. Would you make welcome my cousin Rob as he sings baritone for you? that one for later, but the, uh, uh, my name is Andy Good, and uh, uh, I sing the tenor, and, and uh, my wife and I, we have uh, three beautiful kids, uh, our little boy, who's our oldest, uh, just turned four in November, and then two weeks later, uh, sorry, six days later, his twin sisters turned two, so yes, we have three, four years and down, so pray for us, please, and uh, it is, uh, it, 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 you know, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy house. And I have learned something. My son, when uh, I would give him a, uh, if we had a cup of coffee sitting on the coffee table, I could tell him that's hot, don't touch it. And he would leave it alone. My girls could see a shiny object on a shelf, and they will take down the house brick by brick until they get to that shiny object. Now I know that there's a woman joke in there somewhere, but I'm going to let that go and just say that it has been really crazy. And uh, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Greatest blessing is to have children and raise them in the nurture of the Lord, and, and uh, we're honored to do that. And uh, uh, we're excited to get home and see our kids. Jonathan's little girl, as you know, has been sick this weekend, and and uh, uh, my kids, uh, my wife, and my son flew to Denver, Colorado, for a family baby shower this week. And so my twin little girl stayed at home with uh, my brother-in-law. And uh, so we have a family of five in three different states this weekend. And uh, so, so my wife just flew home. I haven't seen her in my son since Thursday. So we're ready to go home, but we're going to sing a little bit more for you. And uh, this one down here, I guess we've made him suffer long enough, but he's y'all's problem. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, we, he joined us in September, and uh, we have gotten to know him and love him. Um, he has a tremendous heart and an incredibly powerful voice, and uh, he, he loves the Lord and loves to sing to the Lord, and we're so honored. You know, we've seen, we've got to sing with a lot of people and, and see a lot of talent. It's, it's such a great thing when young people, uh, he's just a few years younger than me, but when young people 
want to use their talents to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. What a blessing that is. Amen. Amen. Would you make welcome your own Jonathan Dodd. Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. We'll sing in about six different states this year, and uh, we'll do about 60 dates a year, and uh, uh, that, that's enough. But, but uh, when you travel, normally we travel on a bus, but our bus is having the inside of it redone right now, and so we're even in tighter quarters now in a pickup truck and trailer, and uh, you have to get along with the people you travel with. If I could buy a 90-foot bus, I would, and uh, uh, 40 feet bus, far we get away from each other, but but, uh, you know, you spend a lot of, there's weeks we see each other more than we see our wives. And uh, uh, that, that is, and so it's such a blessing to, to be able to minister and travel with people that, that you love and appreciate. Now, we fight like every married couple. But, uh, <laughs> but, but we love one another and it's a blessing. And, and we tried out so many guys. We've had to do, we've had to replace lead singer twice in our seven years. And we've tried out so many singers. And we found some great singers but it's about more than being able to sing. It's a ministry, and we want a life that glorifies the Lord first and foremost. And because if the person selling it has never bought it, they're never going to convince anybody else that it's worth having, right? Amen. And uh, that's what we want to share. Hey, do you guys like old songs? Amen. Amen. Well, for the three of you that do, we're going to sing a couple. Our last CD, we did all brand new songs that nobody else had recorded. And then this one we just did with Jonathan, our brand new one. Uh, we went back and did all hymns and all classic songs. We're going to sing a couple of those for you. If you know them, please sing along. We'd, we'd love to have you help us out here. And uh, this one here is a little bit different rhythm than you probably heard it originally. But we hope you like it. You should pay attention to the message, would you?
You know, I was talking about getting to know one another a little bit, and and uh, we uh, we the first weekend out, uh, we went to West Virginia, I think, one of the first weekends out, and we had a, a lot of travel, went up through northern Pennsylvania, and, and a lot of travel, and we thought we should get to know one another a little bit, and because uh, we it was kind of fast getting together, and we didn't get a whole lot of time to practice, and and uh, and so Rob came up with the idea that he thought. Uh, you know, maybe we should share a little something that we each struggle with, and that would kind of humanize us a little bit. And uh, is that a word? And uh, uh, yeah, and we're going to go with it. And uh, you can Google it later, but uh, and uh, see if we can find you know some common things that we can share with each other. And so Rob said, "Well, you know, I'll go first. And he said, uh, "You know, I kind of struggle a little bit with my temper and my patience at home." He says, "With those four kids, having a teenager now." Sometimes I get a little short and I respond a little too harshly and quickly before, you know, my mind, my mouth works a little quicker than my mind. That never happens to me, thank the Lord. But uh, he, he said, uh, he said, you know, I, I need to be more patient with my family and not, not to let my anger show with my family. So we rode on in silence for a while and uh, I said, well, you know, I, up until August I pastored for the past 15 years and, and uh, at that time I was still pastoring and I said, uh, you know, one thing I find, and maybe the pastor here would like to confess this tonight and repent, but I said, uh, I said one thing that I, I find is that a lot of times, uh, a lot of times I find myself reading my Bible just to prepare for a sermon or just for a Bible study I'm teaching, or, and sometimes I don't take time to read the Word of God just for me, and uh, just, to, just to let it speak to me for my personal time, I don't read my Bible as I should. And we rode on in silence for a while, and we thought maybe Jonathan didn't get it, so Rob explained to him again what we were trying to do. We rode on for a while, and Jonathan said, Rob said, Jonathan, don't you have any problems you could share? And he said, yes, mine is gossip, but I can't wait to get back home. <laughs> uh, that, that was all a lie. No, that's true. But, uh, you know, Rob really tries hard, talking about his patience with his family. He tries really hard to... Uh, uh, to, to be a good father. I know he really does. We talk a lot about dealing with kids and, and uh, we have two sons that, that uh, have very similar personalities and, and uh, he, he was telling me, he said he was trying to talk to his son the other day and he said, you know, I want to be a good daddy. I want to be patient. I really want to be involved in, in, in your lives. And he said, son, I, you know, I want to be close to you. And he said, he said, Jimmy, don't you think I'm a good daddy? And his son said, dad, my name's Nick. <laughs> Maybe we should sing something now. That, that wasn't true, but, but, uh, but I thought it was funny. But anyway, we, uh, we, we were given a request tonight that the pastor here loves the song I'll Fly Away. And uh, so we were told to have him come up and sing that with us. And, uh, oh, wow. Well, I don't think we'll be back, Jonathan. <laughs> a different date next time we come to Indiana. But uh, hey, I want to go back and sing a song, um, and uh, if we can get things back a little bit here, but I want to go back and sing a song that is is uh, one of the most powerful gospel songs I've ever heard. And uh, we don't we used to sing it every night, and uh, we have another song that we'll do almost at the end, and and we're just going to sing a few more for you. But uh, and so when we started singing the new song, we kind of quit doing this one. But uh, since we're in Jonathan's church, and he does an absolutely fantastic job singing this song, and well, mainly because I push the buttons and I like the song, we're going to sing this. And uh, 
I think it is one of the most powerful songs, and uh, I hope that you get the message. Now, we like to have a good time, but we're serious about what we believe, folks. And uh, this song is uh, all about what we believe.
normal. That's why Christians have more of a right to enjoy themselves than anybody else on the face of the earth. Because our sins have been forgiven, our yesterdays have been blotted out, our tomorrows are secure, and our eternity is certain. What more could we ask for than that? Amen. If that don't, Amen. George Jones used to say, if that don't light your fire, your wood's wet. You know, that should get us excited. That should make us happy and joyful people. It should affect the way that we live our lives. You know, we try to live our way, our lives in a way, conduct ourselves up here in a way that people say, why are those three fat guys so happy? <laughs> Sorry, Johnson. <laughs> you know, we, I'm going to talk to you about it. <laughs> you know, then we get to tell them about Jesus. Shouldn't Jesus put joy in your heart? Yeah. You know, I and I, I, I didn't come here to preach, and I won't preach, but, but uh, I, I will testify. And uh, I shared the other night when we were out singing that uh, I think what's missing so badly in our culture, when you look, however you get your news, and you see the terrible things going on, and, and uh, I say almost every time we sing, I won't get into politics on you because I think they're all idiots. Amen. And, but I do believe that there needs to be a change. The world needs a change. But it's not going to come from politics. It's not going to come from the government. It's not going to come from a law or legislation. It only comes when a lost soul comes in contact with the shed blood of Jesus Christ at the foot of the cross. That's the only way we're going to change anybody or anything is to get him to the cross. And you know, I believe that our world so desperately needs the church, needs to see that Christians are different. They need to see a difference between your life and theirs. If they see no difference between what you got and what they have, why would they want what you got? And far too many Christians, you know, we, we live our lives somewhat piously and self-righteously and like oftentimes a little dejected and with our chins pushing the dirt in front of us and people look at us and say, well, I don't want what they got. I'd like to take a pill to make sure I don't get it, you know? And uh, when they should look at your life and say, man, there's something about that woman that I need in my life. There's something that guy has. The Bible calls it a peace that passes all understanding. And it doesn't matter who lives in the White House because we know that Jesus Christ is on the throne. And that God is in charge. But they have to look at the world. They have to look, the world to look at the Christian and see something different. They have to look at the church and see something the world doesn't have. The thing that they're desperately searching for, they're searching for love, peace, hope, joy, acceptance, a place to belong. And the only place that anyone will ever find that is inside the family of God in his church. The only perfect family, some of you might have great families, some of you might not. But the only perfect family is the one that God himself instituted, the family of God, the church. Should be a perfect example of what family should be. And if the world could see that that is the place of hope and peace and joy and love and acceptance and a place where they can belong and find peace and find that, find that true love and support that they're so desperately searching for to fill a God-sized hole in their heart. If they could see that in the church. You know, far too many churches are arguing about carpet collars while the world goes to hell. 
we can, if we can show Jesus to the world, if we can show Jesus and show the love of God, I hope you're not picking up carpet colored right now. I'm not doing so smart, am I? You should have warned me about that. Let's sing I'll Fly Away. Well, I hope that helps you in your decision. I don't know how to recover from that. What was I talking about? But you know, isn't it good to laugh in church? You know, sometimes we're so serious. And I believe, you know, we need to be serious about our relationship with God. We need to be serious about what we believe. We need to be serious about the lost. But if they don't see joy in what you're doing, there's no appeal in that. You know, we try very hard. We want to be, we want to be ministers. We, we want to represent um, the gospel. But if there's not some level of entertainment to what we're doing, y'all ain't going to come see us a second time. And, you know, you might judge singers for that, but if your preacher was really dry, you wouldn't come here every Sunday, would you? Sorry, Pastor. But, you know, we have, the, the world has to be drawn. Jesus told his disciples to go out and compel them to come in. Have you done a research on what the word compel means? It didn't mean beat them over the head. That's how we compel a lot. But, but that's not what it means. It means to, to draw them in, to convince them to come. And they have to see that there's something different in your life, something that they need, but also something that they want. You know, far too many of us, I, I said I wasn't going to preach, didn't I? You should have stopped me somewhere here. But they, um, real quickly, um, so many of us, it's easy to think that, uh, well, the world doesn't want what we have to offer. Or the world doesn't want to hear real truth anymore. And it's easy to become lazy and apathetic as we console ourselves with not doing a more personal evangelism because we think the world doesn't want it. But the truth is, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. It's not your job to make your church popular. It's your job to make sure your church and your life lifts up the Lord Jesus Christ. If we lift up Jesus Christ, he'll do the drawing. Amen. But the world has to look at the church and they have to see this place of refuge. You know, college campuses are trying to create safe spaces. And again, I won't get into that, but the only safe space that exists in this world is right here. Right here. Yes. We want to sing some songs for you that, that directly, we chose them and we recorded them because they directly speak to the church. And the first one talks about that we are called to bear each other's burdens, that we're called to lift each, up, each other up in prayer. It's not a big song, not a fancy song, but a simple ministering song that talks about what the church should look like. And if the world could see this, I think they'd be drawn to what we have.
How's God look at your place of work, at your school, within your family? If God is revealing himself through your life, how's he look? You know, if we Christians would take seriously that God needs to use our life, wants to and can use our life, you know, and, and uh, there's, there's no greater blessing than that, than to know that God used you to do something because we're not worthy. We're not worthy, and, and uh, I still, we've been doing this for a long time, and we still, every time somebody comes up and says, oh, we love your singing, I, I still don't really know what I'm supposed to say. I say thank you or praise the Lord, but, but it's humbling. You, some people might think that makes you proud, but it's humbling because I know of myself I have nothing. I have nothing. But if God can fill me and His Spirit can use me, you know, we can't make a huge difference this weekend in Greenfield and where else did we sing? Frankfurt and Salem and some other place. Um, you know, we're not going to make a huge difference this weekend, the three of us, just out for an hour or so. But if we can encourage those churches to go out this week and truly make a difference for Jesus Christ, truly show the love of God, think what an impact that can make. So we hope that you get this prayer and that you pray this prayer.
God promised that he would always have a people, a remnant that would remain true and faithful to him. No matter what came along in the world, no matter what society decided was okay, no matter what the Supreme Court said was okay, no matter what other churches may even start to say is okay, God promised that he would always have a people that would stand on his word, that would teach the truth and remain true and faithful to him in spite of everything else. You know, tonight, that's a tremendous encouragement for you and I, because if we stand on the Word of God, we'll never stand alone. Amen. We'll stand with His people. And even if it's a few, I want to stand with His people. But it's also a tremendous challenge. Are we willing to be part of that remnant? Are we holding to the Word of God tonight? It's the only thing that's not changing, is the Word of God. I want to be part of that remnant. John is going to sing this song for you. And then we'll do one more song, but, but uh, this song has become like an anthem for us because I think in our society today, this is what we need to be really thinking about. Are we holding to the Word of God? You know, it's, it's so easy to compromise in today's society, but we dare not compromise the Word. We might be able to find a, maybe a creative way to deliver it. I don't know. But we have to deliver the Word of God. And we have to stand for the Word of God. And that's what we have to get people to. You know, we want to change people. We want to change the world. The Word of God will change the world. If we can get people into the Word of God, that's what will change hearts and lives. That's what will grow people. You will never sustain your own personal Christian walk unless you personally are inside the Word of God. And what we do, we find a lot of gospel music fans that like to come and listen to gospel music. Now, I love gospel music. I think it's very important. But music won't sustain you. Preaching alone won't sustain you. You have to be in the Word of God. You have to have personal time with the Word of God. Because you have to know what it says and know what it means. How can you know when truth is being compromised if you don't know truth? So tonight, we want to leave you challenge. Are you part of this remnant tonight? Are you holding on to what is absolutely true? In the midst of Elijah's sorrow with his strength and courage gone his people turned As I move. 
pray for you. We want to lift you up in prayer. You know, we hope that you like the music and, and we hope you liked a little bit and hope you enjoyed yourself and that the word of uh, the song spoke to you. But more than anything tonight, what a shame it would be if we came together like this and someone left not knowing that their heart was right with God. What a shame it would be if someone walked out of here tonight carrying the same burden that they carried in. Because there isn't anything carried in here tonight that God can't take care of tonight. There isn't anything that you can bring in here that God can't handle and that he wants to handle. So tonight we want to we want to just pray for you. If you want to come forward and pray, that's of course, uh, that is of course always open. But also, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't know beyond the shadow of doubt, now I'm not going to get into theology. I've got myself into enough trouble here tonight. But I believe that you can know beyond a shadow of doubt that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That you've been blood bought and blood washed and that Jesus Christ has blotted out those yesterdays. And I believe you can know that tonight was your last night on earth, that tomorrow could be your first day in heaven. And if you don't know that beyond the shadow of a doubt, if you don't have that joy that we've talked about tonight, here's the place and now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Don't leave here tonight without doing something about it. Because it's not worth it. If there's something in your life that's holding you back from being the Christian you ought to be. You know, it could be your job. It could be a habit. It could, it could be football. I don't know. We're from Ohio State. You know, we know what it's like to cheer for good football. But, we, but you know, different things distract different people. And anything that comes between you and your relationship with the Lord can be a sin. Amen. And so tonight, if there's something you need to surrender here, maybe you're going through a difficult time. Maybe you're going through a challenge in your life. This is what this is about. This is why we came here tonight. And we want to pray for you tonight. We want to, if you would bow your heads and close your eyes, we'll give you an opportunity first off, if you would just want to slip up your hands, we can pray for you. We won't call you out or embarrass you or anything. We just want to pray for you tonight. If you want to come down here and pray, you're certainly welcome to do that. But when you want to slip up your hands so we can pray for you tonight, whatever your need may be. Maybe you were challenged tonight that you need to be a better witness and a better testimony and that you need to allow God to use your life to reach those people around you. Tonight, you slip up your hands so we can pray for you tonight. Yes. Yes, the Lord. Are there others? Father, we are so honored to be in your presence tonight, to be in your house of worship, to be among your children, your, your believers, your family. Father, we thank you for instituting the church the way that you have. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be part of it, to sending your son. Father, you were willing to give your own, to shed his blood, that we can have forgiveness of sins, that we can even come to you in this way, Father, that we can even begin to approach your throne through the blood of Jesus Christ, Father. We praise you and thank you for that first and foremost tonight. Lord, I pray for each person here. I pray for the pastor, for each one of the leaders that's in this church, Lord, for the things that they're doing, the growth that they're seeing, the, the work they're doing in the building, Father, and there's the things that they're going to ask that you would bless this church. 
You know the heart of those in leadership. You know the heart of these people. I ask that they would see fruits for their labors. And the people of this community might know that this is a place of hope. This is a place of peace. This is a place of refuge that your world is searching for so desperately, Father. We pray that the people here might have a burden for the lost, a burden for their neighbors to get them to you, for your son soon is going to come at that midnight cry to bring us home for that eternal life with you, Father. Help us to take that seriously, to have a conviction, Lord, to live faithfully as a testimony. Father, for those that raised their hands tonight, there were several, Lord. You saw them, and I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you know everything about them. You love them. You created them. You know exactly what their situation is. You know exactly why they're going through that situation. Father, I ask that you would wrap your love around them, that you would wrap your arms around them, that you might meet their needs, Father, that they might draw close to you, and that they might find strength from you as they go through whatever this is that they have need of tonight. Lord, we ask that you would meet that need. Your word says we have not because we ask not. Tonight, Father, we are asking that you would move among these people. Move among us, Father, and help us to be have more of you, to live more powerfully for you, to make a difference, to be that shining light and testimony in everything that we say and do. We ask that you would keep us safe as we travel from here. Lord, we got a long way back home, and I ask that you would protect us as we travel. But Lord, would you bless these people, Father. Thank you for their warm reception, for allowing them to love us the way that they have. And we just thank you for all that you are and all that you do. We love you tonight, dear Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, it's been an honor to worship with you guys tonight. And even though I've offended most of you here, I ask that uh, we might be able to come back and sing with you again sometime. If you need suggestions on carpet collar, I'd be happy to offer my opinion. And uh, I've got a great soundtrack to our fly away. And uh, so I'd be happy to come back and sing that for you as well. We're going to sing one quick song for you. We hope that tonight, that because of being together and worshiping together, you feel a little bit more like traveling on tonight. That you feel a little bit more encouraged as you go out your week this week to keep on keeping on for the Lord. And so listen real fast. Sing along with us. This will lose kind of quick. Thank you so much.
<laughs> well, praise the Lord. If you enjoyed this tonight. Amen. I don't know what I, I just don't know. You can tell he's a preacher. <laughs> all right, so where's Johnny at? Where's Johnny go to? You all got, don't believe yet. You got to sing one more song. I, you know, I'm not to give an offering without another song. I declare that these cousins, I believe, Johnny, if he didn't care, he's going to end up being a cousin. Lord <laughs> forbid, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Well, it's so good to have them with us, my word. They have been a, a, some kind of an influence I haven't appreciated necessarily. <laughs> I asked my wife, I said, now you got it ready? What are you going to play during this offering? She said, I'll fly away. <laughs>
thing. At five, all right. Yeah, I remember I said, no, I get a play. At five, tomorrow evening, I'll be in the parking lot. Don't forget that. And we've got to meet with that board for just a few minutes while we're fellowshipping over there. We can fellowship the board and a split second board meeting. It's so good to have uh, Bishop Dodger with us here tonight. <laughs> have the distinguished ones, but uh, we're glad he's here. And I've learned to read it to love the doctor family. So you fellas, please, take care of Johnny. Please, please help me. And uh, thank you for being with us. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed your ministry and all. It's so good. And uh, just pray that God will bless them real good and keep them on, on the straight and narrow and shine for Jesus. Come ahead, sing with us one more time, then we're going to be dismissed. That wasn't the offertory I was hoping for, but uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll let that go. Hey, uh, um, we'll, we'll close with an old hymn that everybody's going to know. We'd love for you to sing it with us. And uh, we, we, we really love being here tonight. You guys have been so kind, and, and uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, I'm, I'm honored to meet a, uh, well, he said a big dog, so I'm not sure what he meant by that, but uh, I'm honored to meet him over there. So uh, we, we've enjoyed their family, been so kind to us. So I better sing something here. <laughs>
Lord, and cheer me every need of every heart. Dismiss us with thy blessing. 